0: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The following podcast uses profanity in creative ways, and we bring up all the topics that you are warned against talking about in polite conversations. The contents herein are for entertainment purposes only. All stated opinions, views, and jokes are those of the person making them and do not necessarily reflect any business, non-profit organization, state government, or federal government. Listener discretion is very much advised. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Utah Outcasts. We're a progressive, political, and atheist-filled podcast with the social justice streak a mile wide that hails from the state where a husband is responsible for every criminal act committed by his wife while she is in his presence. That's right, we're from the state of Utah. And this is episode number 135. I'm your host, X, and I'm going to be your only personality this night, too. Because Kyle and Felicia both had something... Something going on. Let's just say Felicia's off in New York having some fun, which by all means she needed that. And Kyle is off resting his eyes. He got some surgery done this past week. And um don't worry guys, he's okay. He just had to get something done. Uh what have I been up to? Fuck, I've got just got done watching uh Blade Runner 2049 last night. Great goddamn movie. If you're a fan of the original, you really should see that one. Um, beyond that, uh, just staying on top of the couple of TV shows I've been wanting to watch. I, I hate the fact that I'm coming more of a media whore than I used to be. Uh, I probably should be reading books a little bit more often. But when you're when you do the show and you edit a lot and you spend a lot of time on the computer, a lot of your downtime is also on the computer. If that makes any sense at all. Uh, playing a couple of video games. I got Cuphead for the Xbox One and. It's fucking hard. I don't have time to dedicate to that shit anymore. Um, yeah. So anyway, I'm going to go ahead and get into our first segment of the show. Uh, But first, a word from one of our podcasting buddies. Hey y'all, this is Tucker from the Atheist in the Trailer Park podcast. And I might live in a beer can, but I ain't no inbred redneck. And if you listen to my podcast, I'm going to learn you something. And no, I ain't talking about how to marry your cousin and not have kids with... Sixteen fingers and stuff like that. I mean, I actually talk about real
1: stuff, and teach people where the Bible stole its stories from. So y'all give me a listen, would you? Thank you.
0: The alt-right is fucking mad. And I'm going to tell you exactly what they're mad about here in a second. I got this uh, from Mike.com. And it says here, in 2017, taking an anti-Nazi stance is somehow a controversial political statement. There's a new game coming out on PC in pretty much every platform. That's the sequel to the Wolfenstein series. Um, the last one I played was on PC a number of years ago. I'm not talking about the original, but the uh, the reboot that they came out with. This one's called Wolfenstein 2 The New Colossus. And it's being developed by Bethesda, who's made some really great games out there. you got the Fallout series that they continued from Fallout 2. Uh, you've got the they got Morrowind, and, you know, they've been around for quite a while and they make some pretty good games. But but what people may not know is that Bethesda also owns uh, ID if I remember, and it was the same people that made Wolfenstein. if My memory serves correctly there, but that's not here nor there. So they tweeted out this thing that said, make America Nazi free again. Hashtag no more Nazis. Hashtag Wolf 2. And the interesting thing about that is that a lot of people are saying that they they are co-opting Donald Trump's presidential slogan, you know, the "Make America Great Again" thing that he's been saying. And a lot of conservative people are fucking mad about it. Uh, one Twitter user wrote, "Oh wow, what a clever marketing trip trick, tapping into hysterical leftist power fantasies." Bruh, Wolfenstein's been a game. Probably since your dad was, you know, playing video games. I mean, it's old as shit for me, and I'm pretty old, so whatever. Uh, There was another person that says, so current, so subtly political. Wow, go fuck yourselves. Misspelled, of course, there. And another one wrote, uh, didn't know Bethesda teamed with SJWs and Antifa. Look, man, there's no problem. When you call someone SJW, it's a pejorative you guys started. We have co-opted it. It's now ours. And guess what? We fight with empathy. We want people to be more included. We want people to be happier. But you guys seem to think that social justice is a bad thing. There needs to be more division between races and stuff. Oh, wait, no, you, you're the guys that say that it's all been conquered already. Racism is no more. You know, we live in a true meritocracy. Which we don't. And Antifa. Why the fuck anybody has a problem with an anti fascist group, I will never understand. What happens to you when you are protesting an anti fascist group? Whose side are you on at that point? Fascism, right? So being anti anti fascist makes you a fascist, correct? I'm just saying. Let's see, what's the next one that we got here? It says Imagine seeing the words, no more Nazis, and people reacting like this. Great. There's people on both sides of this that are just thinking this is just completely idiotic. Um, Let's see, what else did they say? Yeah, well, I wasn't about to play a game about endlessly killing white people anyway. GTA San Andreas is more my speed. That's pretty goddamn racist. You know, killing white people. Um, Weren't most Nazis white? That's your enemy in this game. And why people have a problem defeating Nazis, I, I have no idea. And him tagging in there with the GTA San Andreas is more my speed. Oh, because it happens in a predominantly black area. Got it. Wonderful. And then we have a whole bunch of other uh, people on Facebook and Twitter and stuff. And someone's like, I dislike how you phrased this. You guys might want to make a statement that you guys don't hate Trump or freedom. Why would hating Trump have anything to do with freedom? I'll I'll never understand. And someone says something about there's more black power panther racists in America than Nazis. I don't know, man. After watching the tapes from Charlottesville, I am going to disagree with you on that one. Who else did we have here? Uh, We had Marco Brown, whatever the fuck this guy's name is. Says, can you at least try to be less subtle with your BS propaganda? Not my America while showing Nazis. Yeah, that totally doesn't ring a bell. Bethesda became such a pathetic company. It's ridiculous that these people are trying to defend Nazis in this game. So, the conservative backlash, and this is more from the article here, uh, isn't limited to Twitter. Uh, on the, the post on the front page of the Gamergate subreddit, which is a slash R slash Kotaku in action says Wolfenstein 2 is supposed to be a non-political game, but is blatantly likened to Donald Trump's campaign slogan. So people are just really butthurt about this. I forgot that people got this been out of shape about video games. I thought people got mad about sports teams and stuff, but no, people get really fucking mad about video games. It seems these days. And the the person that made this post is actually surprised that Reddit has all sorts of anti-Semitic jokes and conspiracy theories going around. Have you not been on the opposite side of the internet? When was the last time you checked in on 4chan, guys? Don't inject your leftist propaganda and take advantage of current events in our political landscape to try and sell your product and expect anyone with half a brain not to notice. They just used a slogan, and it's a story about Nazis in America. What, are you going to say the man in the high castle should not be a show anymore because, oh my god, Nazis in America? How dare you? the fuck is wrong with these people? And to tie it up here, the article says, um, this is from Pete Hines. This is the vice president of public relations and marketing at Bethesda, said to, Wolfenstein has been a decidedly anti-Nazi series from the first release more than 20 years ago. Yeah, it's been quite a while. We aren't going to shy away from what the game is about we don't feel it's a reach for us to say that Nazis are bad and un-American. We're not worried about being on the right side of history here. This is the line in which Bethesda has been saying about the new Wolfenstein for a while now, that the latest game wasn't conceived with the rise of white supremacy and the alt-right in mind, but acknowledges the implications of shooting Nazis in a video game in 2017. In Wolfenstein's case, it's purely coincidence that Nazis are marching on the streets of America this year. Heinz says, and it's disturbing that the game can be considered a controversial political statement at all. Well fucking said. Hey, Bro Flakes, I think you're using that term triggered on the wrong people here. If you're mad about a game that has Nazis being killed, you might just be a Nazi. We don't care where you catch the show, whether it be iTunes, Overcast, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spreaker, or hell, even YouTube. If you enjoyed the show, even the slightest amount, all we ask is that you guys give us a subscribe, like, or share us with your friends. Without word of mouth, we'd have never become the show that we are today. Did you know that Michelle Bachman is now a pastor? Yeah, the former representative Michelle Bachman spoke at the Values Voter Summit this other the other day, uh, where she spent a lot of time preaching the Christian gospel and urging attendees to accept Jesus Christ. And I'm going to let you guys hear the audio for it because, hey, it makes my job a lot easier.
2: Salvation is free. It is a way to come back to God. We do nothing for it. In fact, it is wrong theology you hold. If you think that at the end of your life that life is made up of a pan balance, and if you did more good things than bad things, that somehow that will get you into heaven,
0: but you just said I have to do nothing in order to receive it. Did you not, Michelle? I, I don't quite understand how you can say that I don't have to do anything to receive this reward. But at the same time, if I do stuff for it, I'm automatically not going to get it as well. Uh, that your guys is, you guys, you've just contradicted yourself in your own fucking like one minute speed. 20 seconds, 20 seconds of you talking and you've already contradicted yourself.
2: I'm sorry to say you'll be tragically mistaken on that final day. There's only one way that you go into heaven, and that is receiving and believing that it is God who saved your sins and that he is who he says he is.
0: And she's going to go into Trinity stuff here, I'm sure, because it's it's fun for Christians to play these mind games where they they try to say, God is Jesus, is the Holy Spirit, is all these things in one, you know? But they're also going to say that Jesus sits at the throne or next to the throne of God in heaven. It's like, why would he be sitting next to himself in a different form? I mean, doesn't make much sense to me, unless we're talking like this person's a time traveler of some sort. But I guess if it is a God, it can really do whatever the fuck it wants.
2: You know, the remarkable thing, when you read the Bible, every archaeology find that's ever come forward has only proved the authenticity of the bible
0: this how fucking dare you lady how dare you try to say that every archaeological find every literally every archaeological find has proved the authenticity of the bible every single one of them really do you want me to start listing examples i'm sure people at home listening right now are just screaming all sorts of examples into their fucking into whatever device that they're listening to this through do you really want to go there? Do you want to start talking about, you know, oh, how about uh stuff that predates your fucking Bible? How about stuff that predates your God? How about stuff that predates Christianity? How about all the stuff that predates humans as a species? Does that prove the authenticity of the Bible? Nope. How about the stuff that shows that there were single cell organisms billions of years ago on this planet? Does that prove the auth- authenticity of your Bible? Nope. How dare you?
2: This world that we see isn't all that there is. This is a blink of an eye. We have eternity in front of us.
0: How fucking boring that would get. How absolutely, mundanely boring eternity would be. As a human, the concept of eternity is is just completely foreign to us. We're meant to be finite. We're meant to be here for a bit and then go away and leave things behind. When you, talk, when you start talking about eternity, and it's also for their hell as well, which she's going to painfully remind us of here in a minute, that eternity of either happiness or eternity of sadness. And it, for these people, it's that simple. It's one or the other.
2: From the time that the Messiah left and went to join his father, sitting at the right hand of father where he is today, he said, I go to prepare a place for you. We can't even begin to imagine. The Bible says mind has not imagined. We couldn't even conceive of how great eternity will be with him. It will be fabulous
0: everything fabulous everything there's going to be good and happy you're going to go to the good place is what it sounds like to me it's ridiculous that people like this are talking with our president that people like this lady right here has a platform to spout this kind of nonsense while people like me and other lowly podcasters out there We're stuck in the dregs of the internet. We don't have any way of reaching the larger platform, the larger audience out there. But meanwhile, Michelle fucking Bachman. God.
2: And as fabulous as heaven will be, there will also be a literal hell. We're in the greatest tragedy of all of history. People who do not receive this free gift
0: If you don't want this free gift, we're going to send you to hell. So you'd better take this free fucking gift that we're trying to offer you. Otherwise, we will torture you for all eternity.
2: There will be a place called hell, and hell lasts just as long as heaven.
0: How could punishment last an eternity? We're an adaptable species. We'd get bored with being, you know, in rapture and having a great time pretty goddamn quick. I think we'd get used to the abuse pretty soon. I mean, after a while, you would know exactly what nerve is being touched at what part if they were ripping you apart. Be like, oh, wow, you really got this one this time. Would you still scream or would your brain adapt to it? I, I don't. There's so many stupid as hell questions I have about their way of thinking that you're going to spend either good time or bad time in the afterlife when it doesn't add up at all. It never will for me. It's just completely. Absolutely insane to me.
2: And so it is my prayer and my wish, as I think it is many of yours, that every person in this room would make a decision today about where they will be for all of eternity, whether it be heaven or whether it be hell.
0: Mm. Uh neither. How about that? How about I just stop existing? That that's fine with me. I've made peace with that one a long time ago. But no, you guys are scared. You're worried. That this really is going to be it. And that after it's all said and done, you're not going to be doing anything. Except the fact that you're not going to live forever. And it makes this life infinitely more enjoyable. Hey, this is Andrew Torres, and you are listening to the Utah Outcasts. Some of you folks might recall a couple of weeks ago, maybe a couple of months ago, Felicia got really hot and bothered over Dana Loesch, who's one of the NRA TV people. Uh, unfortunately, she was at the the FRC event for the the Value Voters Summit or whatever the fuck it is, and uh, she's got something interesting to say about feminism. And just wait till you hear it.
3: A post-feminist era. Feminism is dead.
0: Oh, then okay, then we can just pack this up and go home. You know all. Women are treated exactly as equal as men. Men are treated exactly as equal as women. There's no pay gap. There's none of this stuff that, you know, has been shown to continue to exist. There's still none of this, you know, sexual harassment stuff going on. There's still uh, rape cases that are all the rape cases have been solved. All of the rape accusations accusations are taken seriously and so on and so forth and everything. You know, so feminism is dead, Dana. Hey, yeah, right.
3: It is dead as a doornail. It is dead. Feminism is dead. Third wave feminism.
0: Does she say feminism? I think she said feminism. Let's rewind that just a little bit and hear that again.
3: Dead. Third wave feminism.
0: Feminism. She said it wrong, guys. Wonderful. I love it when people fuck up their words. I do it all the time here, but I own up to it. She should have excused herself. Sorry, I meant feminism, not feminism. God damn it.
3: Has betrayed women. It has betrayed men. It has betrayed families. It has betrayed children. It has betrayed our culture.
0: But how? (laughs) You're never going to get to that. You'll never hear that from these folks is exactly how feminism has betrayed Families and cultures and children and women and men. You're never going to get an answer from them about this kind of thing. And that's what pisses me off the most is that they'll just come out here and just randomly fucking declare stuff like this and never back it up with anything. Literally anything. They have nothing to say about this other than it's dead.
3: Third wave feminism.
0: She just did it again. Feminism. Feminism dumbass
3: exist to subjugate men
0: No no it absolutely does not but uh, go ahead and tell us why
3: Period they have replaced the patriarchy with the matriarchy
0: <laughs> You're fucking kidding me right You have to be because uh the matriarchy does not exist Look at the makeup of Congress Look at most of the presidents of the world Look at most of the rulers of the world. Look at most of the people in the militaries. Look at all of this stuff where it's just guys running things. Look at all the churches. Uh, I don't see a matriarchy, guys. Uh, How can you just come out and say that the patriarchy has been replaced with a matriarchy? I, I understand they're saying this because they're in front of their people, the people that will believe this kind of just nonsense. But if you came across a... Uh, Just me across the street, and you said something about, like, feminism is dead. I'd be like, hmm, how? Why do you believe that? And same thing with the whole matriarchy thing. That's interesting. Uh, Last time I checked, most of the uh, positions of power in this world were still manned by men. I mean, that's why we call it manned. (laughs) Whatever.
3: And they are not a good master. I look at this. Third wave feminism. Says
0: She just did it again. That's the third time. Third wave, feminism.
3: It empowers women, empowers them by convincing women to commit genocide against the female sex in utero.
0: <laughs> oh, so it's abortion that you have a problem with. Ah, okay. I, I can see where you're coming from here. Uh, I don't agree with you, but I can see where you're coming from. And you're wrong. Th- there, I just declared it. You're wrong. Do I have to back it up? I mean... Should I have to back it up that, you know, abortion is a right for all women? Uh, They have the right to say what goes on within their own bodies. And if you have a problem with that, then you can go fuck yourself because it's not your body. I mean, am I crazy here? I don't think I am.
3: Is a genocide. Third wave feminism tells us that masculinity is toxic. Masculinity isn't toxic. Masculinity is marvelous. (laughs)
0: And hear all the shit breathers in the fucking audience talking and be like, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm amazing. I'm amazing. I'm going to pull up my pistol and shoot in the air. Uh, I'm mongrel like candy. Masculinity can be toxic because it causes men to have to act away and do a way that they don't want to act. Same thing with women. They don't want to have to act by their gender roles a lot of the time. You shouldn't have to live in a culture where who you are is determined based on what sex you are, what you like to do. And that caught so much shit growing up, uh, being a kid that liked to cook, being a kid that liked to uh, play with the other girls and stuff like it it shouldn't be a problem. It really shouldn't. I used to watch Jim. Jim was one of my favorite fucking cartoons of all time. Love that stupid show. Still do. But I caught shit for it, and the only reason I caught shit for it is because that's a girl's cartoon or only girls like to cook. I had some great recipes for biscuits when I was a kid, and the reason that I got shit on is toxic masculinity. So don't tell me feminism is dead when there's still little boys out there that love to cook, that love to do girly things. And all of a sudden, they're considered faggots because they don't like to do that kind of thing. Yes, I was called that many times growing up. Back then, used to bother the fuck out of me. Now, these days, I don't give a shit at all. You can call me whatever the hell you want because your labels don't identify me. Yours do not tell everybody else what I am, it does not tell me what I am. I'm allowed to enjoy things that other people enjoy. And I'm not going to join a fucking culture where 90% of your audience are fucking old as shit white guys that are talking about how great they are. Fuck you, Dana.
3: As a mother of sons, as a wife, as a, a granddaughter, as a daughter... Men are wonderful, and they are unappreciated, and you can, you know what, you can mansplain all you want to, because we splain enough. God bless you men.
0: <laughs> Even she can't keep a straight face here. She's laughing about it. Look, mansplaining has its place in this world, and that's in the fucking garbage pile. You should not have to come up to a woman that knows exactly what the fuck they're talking about, and. Well, actually, any of them. If you do behavior like that, go fuck yourself. Don't listen to my show anymore. Women'splaining. I've gotten that from a few people, too, but it's few and far between. For the most part, it's guys trying to chime in and say, oh, well, you can't possibly know enough about this stuff. You don't have the right genitalia for it. And in the geek culture, the gatekeeping is thick as fuck and it needs to stop. So, don't tell me, Dana, that everything's great and everything's good and feminism is dead when your job came from feminists working their ass off to be able to ensure that you have a place in that work area. If we didn't have people before us fighting the good fight and us standing on top of their shoulders, we wouldn't be where we are as a society right now. And I can't wait for your generation your culture to fucking get in touch with the 21st century did you know that if you're not a patreon patron you're not getting the entire show each week it's true we record a whole hell of a lot of extra stuff each week that if you're not beyond the veil you're missing out starting at the one and two dollar levels you can immediately gain access to the secret patron shows that some folks need to wait a full half year before hearing The biggest benefit, I think, would be that you get both episodes that we record in one lump sum instead of having to wait for them to drop on Monday and on Wednesday. Look at it as an investment on your entertainment each month. We're much more than the cheap little pizza you might miss out on if you decided to become a patron. So what are you waiting for? Donate today. Check out patreon.com slash utahoutcasts for more information. All right, buckle in for this one, buckos. Uh, From thingprogress.org, this article comes from them. Last May. Uh, in 2016, about 100 demonstrators gathered around the Islamic Dawah Center of downtown Houston, and they were squaring off against one another in competing camps. Uh, the Stop Islamization of Texas protest was um, one of those things where uh, there was a bunch of people that were carrying Confederate flags, hashtag white lives matter banners and heavy weaponry. And they happened all throughout 2016. You couldn't, you couldn't go a week or two without hearing about people mass protesting, you know, Islamic mosques and stuff like that. So, counter-protesters were showing up as well with signs decrying Islamophobia, calling for communal unity in a uh, bubble machine. <laughs> you know, they, they didn't want to come with AR-15s. They wanted to come with stuff to try to de-escalate. But I don't know if you get so bubbles in your eyes, it might, it might make people rage enough to use that AR-15. So the white supremacists were screaming fascist and proud at these meetings. Yes, that's something that happened in 2016 as well. It's not just in 2017. The interesting thing is that the people who organized these anti-Islam protests, um, they never showed up. The people that set these things in motion never showed up at all. And for over 16 months, we had no idea. Now we do, because CNN reported this past week about the protest being put together by the, quote, Heart of Texas Facebook page. And this was a page last month that was revealed as one of the fake accounts that was operated from Russia. Yes, you heard that right. Heart of Texas Facebook page setting up is anti-Islamic demonstrations is a Texas op. I mean, not a Texas op, but Russian op. So unlike the November anti-Hillary Clinton pro-secession rallies, the Page attempted to organize across Texas uh, the May protest, not being uh, only the one that brought armed protesters, but a raft of counter protesters to face down those calling for white power. And at the time, there was little to differentiate these people from other Islamic, -Islamic, anti-Islamic protests that were racking the state, especially in Dallas. Uh, one person by the name of Ramon Mejia or Mejia said, "I figured it was just the same manifestation of what's been happening in Dallas." He said, uh, "He's from a site called About Face Veterans Against the War." Told the people who wrote this article at Think Progress. So until CNN made the revelation last month, there was little to suspect that the protest wasn't a homegrown event because Donald Trump's presidential campaign seemed to help generate greater Islamophobic people than any campaign prior, and given people like the Aryan Resistance Society uh, National Director Ken Reed, God damn it, this guy shares a name with me, Uh, he showed up at the Houston protest claiming that the U.S. is being threatened by the influx of Islam, which is just absolutely asinine, because there's not that many muslim people in this country enough of them to cause as much havoc as you seem to think that they're trying to do man but the revelations point to an even darker reality than the protests uh, itself that it unveiled it said not only did the heart of texas page call and successfully got protesters to bring firearms and the the event said concealed or not but Russian operatives were also to convince the armed white supremacists to congregate in downtown Houston, facing off with dozens opposed to their message. And after we saw how bad things got at Charlottesville, it's amazing that nothing happened there in Houston. Because there were a lot of people that were commenting on the Heart of Texas page to blow up that Islamic center. And the the real interesting thing about this is um uh Faisal saw, or Shah, sorry. The lawyer for the Islamic Center told Think Progress that what's relevant about the Russian thing is it absolutely validates the concern that people have that the Russians were putting out completely fabricated stories. They have literally been stirring the pot with a gigantic fucking stick from a long distance away. So on, they, they still have this page up, the Heart of Texas group. It, it, the Instagram page, which posts identical material to the Heart of Texas page, just went live just as the Russian link Facebook pages were taken down. So you can name these groups and you can reveal that that's what they are, but they're just going to go and create another sock puppet as soon as that happens anyway. And Facebook didn't respond to queries about the Instagram account, which mirrors other Instagram accounts already removed. And so they just keep, it's whack-a-mole. It is operative whack-a-mole. You're never going to be able to get rid of all of them. So, like the Islamic Dawah Center, that wasn't exactly a well-known organization, or at least internationally, which raises questions of how the Heart of Texas page found out about the center in the first place. It's remarkable, someone says here, that the Russian agent would be burrowing down deep that deep in the woods to find a story that's local, and cooking something up, fabricating something, it's such a small picture, but it's such a small and detailed picture. It really gives an indication to the extent of which there might be a major Russian apparatus and that they're willing to put the kind of resources to drill down that deep. So I'm actually kind of fascinated by the depth of fake news, this person wrote, which should scare the shit out of almost everybody out there. Your crazy uncle might be a Russian agent. I'm, I'm saying that jokingly. I, they're, they are more likely to share that shitty news out there. Unless they have the skeptical mind like a lot of us seem to have, where we come across a news item, we're like, hold on a minute, I need, to, I need to look at this one a little bit deeper. So thankfully we have folks doing that, but it's just interesting to me that we actually have evidence that points directly to some of these uh, hate groups getting together, and they're being corralled by the Russians. And these are the same people that if they were watching uh, Red Dawn, they would be screaming Wolverines. ...when they're fighting against. Doesn't make any sense to me how they can live with both sides of the brain at the same time like that. Want to get in touch with the outcasts? It's easy. We're available on most social media platforms as Utah Outcasts. We're on YouTube, Reddit, Patreon, Stitcher, Spreaker, well, shit, you name it. Uh, You can email us via mailbag at utahoutcast.com. You can always leave us a voicemail or text by using 347-669-3377. Or for those of you who are so inclined, click the Contact Us link on our website, utahoutcast.com, and we'll be in touch.
1: Samantha, I need to know that you understand that I have a couple of eye holes. I do, I do understand about your eye holes. Here, look at my eye holes. Oh my God, you have eight eye ho- holes. Oh, oh, I'm looking through your eye holes. Yes, look through my eye holes. Oh. Oh, oh, oh. I'm the eyehole man. I'm the only one that's allowed to have eyeholes.
0: All right, folks, it is week 38 of the Trump Roundup. Man, I can't believe it's been this long already. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and dive into everything since it's just me here this episode. Uh, Donald Trump was the first president ever to speak at an anti-LGBT... Uh, Values Voters Summit. And if you're listening to this episode and this week, I have got a lot of clips from the Values Voters Summit. Uh, they are just not a good group at all. I think they're on the same list as the, um, uh, who do I want to say there? It's like the Southern Poverty Law Center. Yeah, they list them as the FRC as a, an extremist group with anti LGBT ideology. Other guests that were there are uh, Alabama's uh, Senate candidate, Roy Moore, you know, the previous uh, Supreme Court guy that's been kicked off a couple of times, who still got to keep his job. He's also been speaking with Phil Robertson from Duck Dynasty, who has apparently got a new show coming out where he can't stand living in cities anymore. He needs to go live out in the country. But yet he still somehow shows up at, you know, the Cannes Film Festival with the Mercer family on their yacht. Hmm, it's almost like they're not telling the truth at all when it comes to a lot of this stuff. What else has he done this week? Um, He said that minorities want and need more police protection than other Americans. Yeah, you have the white supremacist president that's trying to say that minorities like having more cops around. Minorities want more police protection than anybody, Trump said. They need it more than anybody. What's going on is crazy, and if you look at some of these inner cities where it's just out of control, nothing. They doesn't say anything else after that. He leaves shit out in the air quite often. We have incredible police in this country. They could stop crime if they were allowed to do their jobs. You mean go back to like where they used to crack people's skulls open? Because I think they still kind of do that. In many cases, it's the police are not allowed to do their job. They have to be politically correct. Politically correct has nothing to do with abuse, sir. You are incredibly wrong if you think otherwise. Uh, I found a delicious little article that says um, here are a couple of things that President Trump has forgotten in the past couple of days. He showed up to sign the executive order for the roadmap for modifying the Affordable Care Act regulations. You know, he he essentially made it so it's going to implode because he's not giving the, the money that it needs anymore. And so he showed up at the podium, started talking to everybody, and uh, Pence had to drag him back to the desk to make him actually sign for it. And there was another thing that he was talking about he he had he had said earlier this week that he had lunch with Rex Tillerson like last week, like he they they knew that he went like the week before, but the White House had confirmed that it was the day before. So not a week before, the day before. And he went on video saying that he was adamant that the lunch with Tillerson was last week instead of, you know, yesterday, as this article came out on the 11th. It's just amazing to me that we have a president that's showing symptoms of, like, sundowning. And nobody seems to be taking it that seriously. I don't know why. What else has he been up to this week? although yeah, there was a one of his oldest professors, I mean, currently deceased, so don't uh don't get it twisted. he's not actually out there grinding an axe against the guy. but one of his uh professors at Wharton said that Trump was, quote, the dumbest goddamn student I ever had. And this comes after the week this week where uh rex tillerson was challenged to an iq test by trump which is just amazing in its own regard uh william t kelly was the professor who taught marketing at wharton for 31 years and had trump in his classroom said that donald trump was the dumbest goddamn student he ever had with his close friend frank de prima they must have had a conversation there the professor often referred to trump's arrogance when he told of this that trump came to wharton knowing exactly what he knew, like, he knew everything is what he's trying to say, I guess, here. Uh, the parallels between this student and the 71-year-old current sitting president um, are just staggering. And Tillerson, for the most part, uh, called, just called him an, a moron. I, I believe they tried to say there was more affectation to it, where it was just, he was a fucking moron. But anyway, it's just amazing that he... People have known this for a long time, and yet he still made it into the highest office in the nation. I don't understand how that's a thing. What else did he do this week? Oh, he claimed uh, more and more people are calling for equal time to be given to him and his Republicans on late night TV. You guys do realize that if they pass that equal time thing that you want them to do, that means I'm going to be watching Fox News a lot more for all the liberals that they're going to be put on there. Uh, I'm just saying. He uh called up Chuck Schumer to talk about health care this week. uh yeah, he's reaching across the aisle trying to get some stuff done. Probably not going to happen, I, and I don't blame them here either. uh He had an on-camera interview with uh what the hell his name Mike Fuckabee, uh on the air, and there was softball questions lobbed all over the place. Oh, there was a fun little fight about with uh, with Senator Bob Corker of Tennessee, a conservative senator who's actually on his way out he's not going to seek a re-election he said that the white house has become an adult daycare center and trump didn't like that at all he's been lashing out ever since so trump also told that vice president mike pence should have left the nfl game if players knelt during the national anthem and seeing how the 49ers that was bound to happen anyway. Uh, he challenged Secretary, Secretary of State Tillerson to an IQ test, saying, you know, that I can't believe this guy called me a moron. Well, I would love to compare IQ tests. And Kyle had shared something where it was the, like, rogue White House staff kind of thing. You know it's probably not true, but they, they passed out a thing where he was walking around showing people how well he did on his uh, IQ test. And it was completely off a chart that that stops at like 180, I think, is what it is. It's funny to me. He's still got an axe to grind with the NFL. I don't understand why he cares so much. And then earlier this week, he said that he's going to be giving $1 million to Las Vegas to help after the gunman killed 59 people there. And on that topic, while we're still here, isn't it amazing that everybody's just kind of moved on already from that Vegas shooting? You know they, you thought they would be able to get rid of something. No, everybody's just kind of given up on it He said that the US. cannot keep federal aid resources in Puerto Rico forever. Still, he's still treating Puerto Rico like it's not part of the United States, and that's something that needs to stop. Oh, and the uh, the final one that I'm going to part with here is that he reignited the war on Christmas. Yeah, he did a whole bunch of uh, stuff at that um, Values Voters Summit where he talked about how he's going to make evangelicals happy, and he's going to make, make sure everybody says Merry Christmas again, I guess is the, the slogan. So anyway, that's Trump Roundup for this week. Enjoy, because I don't know how many more of those I actually honestly feel like doing.
1: If our belief in God offends you, move. There are planes leaving every hour on the the hour, going every place on planet Earth. Get on one. We don't want you, and we won't miss you. I promise you.
0: So we got a fun little bit of a listener mail that came in this week, and sadly, Felicia and Kyle aren't here to enjoy it with me tonight. Uh, I did share it with them in the chat, and they did the whole thumbs up. We like that. That's good. That's good. That's great. Uh, So anyway, this comes from James. Uh, who wants to let us know that he says, Hello there, ex-Kyle and Felicia, and others who work on your show. No, it's pretty much me, James. <laughs> Kyle and Felicia are the on-air personality, but a lot, of this, a lot of this work is yours truly. And he says, I just ran into your YouTube clips two or three days ago. I imagine living in the outback of Utah as atheists is pretty much like my wife and me living in the outback of the Nebraska panhandle. You're probably not too far off. We're pretty rural out here for the most part. It can be awfully aggravating living with the overwhelming religiosity of your neighbors, with the whole, I'll pray for you, I hope you find Jesus, how can you have morals without a lawgiver, and etc. I do have the advantage of living in such a small town, 128 people, okay, we're not that rural, man, that every last person in the town knows me. They know we aren't trying to eat their children, we pay our taxes, and we mow our lawn. We aren't horrible criminals, etc. Unlike national or state politics, in local politics, it's a bit easier for an atheist to make inroads, and I completely agree with you here. As best as I can tell in my state, there are two elected officials who are openly atheists. Senator Ernie Chambers, the independent from Omaha, who famously sued God for visiting disasters upon Nebraska, and this guy, James, chairman pro tempore vice mayor of my town. Uh, while many minority groups aren't under are i'm sorry are underrepresented in government atheist agnostics don't care don't know seems to be the largest minority group with little to no representation in government completely agree the the whole thing with uh barney frank still pisses me off that uh he kept his atheism to himself while being okay with being gay it's like i'm not saying one should be easier to say than the other but if you're going to have the courage to be one you might as well be both at the same time and he's even said that it's almost impossible to do so he says as such our lawmakers all religious will frequently try to foist off laws based on religious views rather than evidence scientific study or social progress and even in a very liberal state such as california running for a statewide or federal office when your opponent knows you're an atheist Uh, Like Representative Pete Stark famously came out as an atheist after he retired from the HR. Presumably he could not have been reelected over his long career if he came out while he was in active position. So pretty much what I said right there about Barney Frank saying that it seems to me that as more atheists across the country become comfortable saying in public when asked, they do if they do not believe in any gods, the public will eventually become more accepting of atheists. And I'm glad, James, that you have such a rosy view of humanity. But I, I don't. There's. Too many people that cling to the religion and they use it as a very conv- quick and convincing way of othering you. I mean, and I agree with you that the more that we're out there, the more that we talk to people, the more that we're visible as a voting block. I, I agree that the people are going to get used to it. However, I don't think it's going to be accepted when it comes to political office that quickly. Sadly, I wish it was not the case. In the area of LGBT rights, it was not until groups and people became open and demanding equal treatment under the law that the public perception of the LGBT began to shift. While many churches are still fighting, it is now a rear guard action as the and they have lost the battle. Again, I hate to disagree with you here, but we seem to have a lot of people that are working very hard right now in the Oval Office trying to drag us back into Christian dominionship. Uh, they've already started pulling back the rights for the trans people. It's only a matter of time before they start pulling them back for the LGB community. And I, I don't want that to be the case, but I guarantee you, given given them enough rope, they will hang every single one of us. So let's see what else does he say? I don't suggest that someone run on a campaign of atheism. Atheism says nothing about a political position one might hold. And I agree with you there. In my two campaigns, though the whole town knows I'm an atheist, the issue did not come up. That is as it should be. What matters is what political positions I stand for and whether they reflect the voters' will. And I agree with you there as well. The only problem is there's a lot of people that use, especially out here in Utah, their religion as a rubber stamp of, hey, you should vote for me because I'm part of the in-club. I'm one of the good guys. And if they find out that you're part of an out-club... They will do their best to smear you and attack you, as I'm sure you've, well, 128 people in your town, probably not that big of a deal. I mean, you could probably go to the church and call everybody out by name in that town. So uh, what else did he say here? An atheist running for a statewide national office would likely be pummeled in an election. But as more and more atheists did so. The idea that an atheist can be patriotic and should be a citizen, you know, thanks George W. Bush for that little statement while he was on an aircraft carrier in the Mediterranean. Yeah, that had to fucking suck. Uh, You guys might be wondering what we're talking about. In it was the the Bushism where he was talking about how an atheist can't be like, I think he said not a citizen or something like that. I I can't remember exactly what it was. Uh, Should be a citizen would gain traction in the electorate. After all, your religious beliefs or lack thereof should not matter in election to a secular government body making determinations about things such as taxes, foreign affairs, defense, social programs, and etc. They do, however, from the number of Christian candidates that have claimed the moral high ground with the vote for me, I'm the family values candidate and other such cod swallow. And I, I, I agree, but like I said... Out here in Utah, if you don't have the, the rubber stamp from the Mormon church, you're facing an uphill battle because they will use their religion to, to fight you tooth and nail on that position. As I have seen over the five decades of my life, the relig- religiosity of a candidate has no bearing on his or whor- her moral or ethical behavior. They like to claim it is, though, James, and I'm sure you agree with me there. They, they like to claim that they have the high road, that they're the better people because of it. What matters is how the candidate has comported himself or herself throughout his or her life. And I agree, but there's a lot of people that think that once you come to Jesus, all is forgiven. Even your bad checkered past. There's been times when elections have come up and somebody's, they've said, what about this? What about that? What about this horrible shit that this person did? And they said, oh, well, that was before he found God. And they just go, oh, oh, okay. We're fine with that then. And don't say you haven't seen that. It has happened before. Let's see. I'm, I'm glad to see that there are younger people taking on the subjects of religion and politics. I'm actually not that much younger than you, James. I'm, I'm about 13 years younger than you if you said you're five decades of life. You're not too much older than me. You got a bit of a gain on me, but I'm finding myself making a lot more friends with people that are in their 40s and 50s these days and it doesn't bother me as much as it maybe used to have when I was younger. Uh, I wish you success. Uh, wait, he, I left out the best line there. Uh, yeah, get off my lawn and such. It was kind of funny when he was talking about us talking about religion and politics. I wish you success with your podcast and hope you can bring others to think about things such as religion and politics and why it seems to have a claim on morals in our society. And that's that's kind of the aim, James. So uh, we we do this a lot of the time for fun, but I wouldn't lie if I don't have a... a, a a background message on why I'm trying to do this stuff. I think people need to be more aware of what's going on around them. And I, I like to think that we provide at least a little bit of information as to, you know, the, the, the subjects that should matter to people. We may bring up some joking topics every once in a while, and we may, you know, jump on the easy, low hanging fruit, but a lot of the time we mean well by it. We want people to think for themselves. Now uh, we need more atheists to be open in society and to run for office. I will never, ever run for office. I'm sorry to make you sad there, James, but that is not something I am willing to do in this nation right now, especially up here in Utah, because, well, one, where the fuck would I find the time to do that? Because this podcast is my life. The podcast and the YouTube are my life. Uh, so anyway, thanks, James. That's been a, that was a great fucking email. Uh, hopefully more people can send us stuff like that. I really do appreciate it. Oh, we also did get a review on um, Facebook the other day. I'm not sure if I shared it with you guys or not. So let me get to that real quick. And it's, it's a really short review, really. I mean, and that's, that's the way I like it. It's short and sweet to the point. I do love the long emails. I love the voicemails. But this one says, worth a listen. Come on, give it a go. You know you want to. And that's from Oliver, who's all the way out in Australia. So I am happy to have some international listeners to the show. So thank you so much for that, Oliver. We're glad to have you along for the show. Um, But yeah, thanks a lot. And guys, send us you all your voicemails. Send us your emails. Send us everything. You've heard the links before. How to get in touch with us? If you need to know again, it's mailbag at Uh, utahoutcast.com. 347-669-3377 is the number. Leave voicemail or just text us. I don't give a shit. I'll answer anything. Anyway, we're going to get on with the show.
1: I want to be touched, oh. I'll touch you if you touch me. I want to be touched, oh. A double HJ in the bathroom, please. The bathroom, please. The bathroom, please. Please touch me.
0: All right, well, that about wraps it up for me tonight. Uh, The next action-packed episode featuring yours truly will be coming out in about 48 hours on Wednesday. So if you haven't already, subscribe so you don't miss out. However, before we finish this up here, I do have to give a ton of love to the people who have paid me to do so, and I love the fact that you guys have so generously given to the show. So without any further ado, we have Alan Firth, Michael Stevens, Not a Russian Spy, The Godless Revolution, Jeff Linville, Mike Bowman, Darcy Bowman Rosabelle Houghton, Jason Poloni Jeff Peterson, Larry Wilson, Tony Prouse, Keith Davies George Green and of course Rob Otto Steven Andrus and Angelica Pearson All of your people's support is doing wonders for the show and I couldn't be more thrilled to have you along for the ride However, like we had with our listener section earlier, if you don't have the money to share with the show, please get in touch with us. We'd love to hear from you, especially if you think we deserve some sort of five-star review on whatever service you catch us on. And with that, it's time to bring episode number 135 to a close. And remember, everyone, you're welcome.
2: told me he was going to marry an atheist it was a tough pill to swallow but i managed to get through it i raised my son to believe we as christians should only marry inside the church but i know he loves her so much that i can't bring myself to say anything about it should i respect his right to make his own choice
0: yes absolutely you should respect his right to make his own choice you should let him marry that atheist girl and let them have the greatest time of their life don't try dragging them back into religion don't try shaming them into stuff have a great time with your new family let them fuck as much as they want and have as many grandkids as they want if that's something they want to do and if if not you shouldn't shame them for not having kids and following god's commandments and all that other shit hi it's jamie progressive number one number two employee leave a message at the hey jamie it's me jamie this is your daily pep talk